Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul says again this morning. Lord, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, that I am able to come into your presence this morning. Thank you for every single gift in my life, every single blessing in my life. Father, I am grateful this morning for the gift of life, for the gift of your mercies, for the gift of your goodness. Lord, for the blessing of a family. Lord God, for the roof over my head. Lord, for the breath in my nostrils. Lord, I say thank you this morning. Be glorified forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. I thank you this morning for the gift of Jesus Christ. I thank you this morning for the blood that was shed upon the cross of Calvary for my sins. I thank you, Lord, this morning that I am able to enter into the presence, the presence of the King of Kings. I am able to enter into the presence of the Maker of heaven and earth. Father, I say thank you this morning. Be glorified forevermore. Thank you for this privilege to be able to worship you. Thank you, Lord, for this privilege to be able to call you my King and my Lord. Father, be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. This morning, we declare that you are faithful. We declare this morning that you are love personified. We declare this morning that there is none like you. Be glorified forevermore. Lord, as we read the word again this morning, we ask Father, bless us with your presence. Grant us understanding in your word and let your name alone be glorified in, in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Buffy Eyenike. We continue reading at the book of the book of Acts, Acts of the Apostles. Okay, so yesterday we stopped on chapter twenty-four. We saw Paul stand trial before Felix, and then Felix refused to refuse it to release him even though he knew that he was he was innocent okay but because he wanted to to do a favor to the jews he left he left paul in prison and then was handing over okay to the new the new governor festus okay so that is where acts chapter 25 will start from okay so in a few days from now okay by this time tomorrow we should be completing the book the book of acts stops on chapter 28 okay so we read chapter 25 and 26 today. Um, yes, chapter 25 and 26 today. 25, Paul appears before Festus. And 26, Paul speaks or appears before King Agrippa. All right, please get your Bibles. Let's read. Uh, three days, uh, Paul appears before Festus. Three days uh, after Festus arrived in Caesarea to take over his new responsibilities, he left for Jerusalem, uh, where the leading priests and other Jewish leaders met with him and made their accusation against Paul. They asked Festus as a favor to transfer Paul to Jerusalem, planning to ambush and kill him on the way. 
But Festus uh, replied that Paul was at Caesarea and he himself will be returning there soon. So he said, those of you in authority can, re can return with me. If Paul has done anything wrong, you can make your accusations. 6. About 8 or 10 days later, Festus returned to Caesarea, and on the following day he took his seat in court and ordered that Paul be brought in. When Paul arrived, the Jewish leaders from Jerusalem gathered around and made many serious accusations they couldn't prove. Paul denied the charges. Okay? <laughs> denied the charges straight. I am not guilty of any crime against the against the Jewish laws or the temple or the Roman government, he said. Then Festus wanting to please the Jews, just like Felix, wanting to please the Jews, and you ask yourself why. Okay? So we remember okay that he too wanted um Felix wanted Paul to give him a bribe. <laughs> Okay, so probably it was possible, you know, the Bible says that a, a, a bribe blinds the eyes, the eyes of the ruler. When you take bribes, it just corrupts your mind. And then simple decisions you should make, you will not because you're trying to please the, pep the persons or the people you take bribes from. So here he was trying to do, cause, um, do a favor to the Jews, to the, to the leaders, the elders and the council. And I'm wondering why, okay? So apart from maybe being in their favor, okay, and what they will likely give him, uh, nothing else, okay? So wanting to, to do, um, then Festus wanting to please the Jews, asked him, are you willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial before me there? And I'm wondering, what's the difference between standing trial be before you in Jerusalem and here, okay? So it's the same court. Is the same person. Is anything going to change? If we can't decide it here, why would we be able to decide it in Jerusalem, considering that Jerusalem is the seat of where the Jews are? Okay? So, Paul obviously could read and could tell, discern that it was all a trap. They were trying to get him. So, Paul replied, No, this is the official Roman court. So, I ought to be tried right here. You know very well, I'm not guilty of arming the Jews. If I have done something worthy of death, I don't refuse to die. But if I am innocent, no one has a right to turn me over to these men to kill me. I appeal to Caesar. Fair, verse 12. Festus conferred with his advisors and then replied, Very well, you have appealed to Caesar, and to Caesar you will go. Now, as a Roman citizen, okay, he had a right. As soon as a Roman citizen, citizen appeals to stand before the emperor, the emperor will see him, okay? Might not be the emperor himself, maybe his officials, but no one, okay, as a Roman citizen, it was, ah, in those days, the Roman Empire was, was a massive empire, was a great empire. So if you're a citizen of Rome, ah, ha, 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 okay, okay, this, they were special. Okay, so immediately he appealed to Caesar. In fact, I don't even know what Festus was playing with, considering he knew that he was a Roman citizen. If it turns out that he allows Paul to be killed by the Jewish leaders and the, the, um, the plot or whatever happens comes out, even he will go for it. Okay, so risking a lot for a bribe. 
Uh, so Paul appeals to Caesar and he says to Caesar, you will go. 13, a few days later, King Agrippa arrived with his sister Bernice to pay their respect to Festus. During their stay, uh, their stay of several days, Festus discussed Paul's case with the king. There is a prisoner here, he told him, whose case was left for me by Felix when I was in Jerusalem. The leading priests and Jewish elders pressed charges against him and asked me to condemn him. I pointed out to them that Roman law does not convict people without a trial. They must be given an opportunity to confront their accusers and defend themselves. When his accusers came here for the trial, I didn't delay. I called the case the very next day and ordered Paul brought in. But the accusation made against him weren't any of the crimes I expected. Instead, it was something about their religion and a dead man named Jesus who Paul insists is alive. I was at loss to know how to investigate these things. So I asked him whether he would be willing to stand trial on these charges in Jerusalem. But Paul appealed to have his case decided by the emperor. So I ordered that he be held in custody until I could arrange to send him to Caesar. I'd like to hear the man myself, Agrippa said. And Festus replied, you will tomorrow. <laughs> so the next day, Agrippa and Bernice arrived at the auditorium with great pomp, accompanied by military officers and prominent men of the city. Festus ordered that Paul be brought in. And then Festus said, King Agrippa and all who are here, this is the man whose death is demanded by all the Jews, uh, both here and in Jerusalem. Uh, but in my opinion, he has done nothing deserving death. So in other words, you know, Festus, that he has done nothing, nothing deserving of death. It, is, it says, however, since he appealed his case to the emperor, he's only appealing his case to the emperor because, Festus, you wanted to take him to Jerusalem, and that would have meant certain death for him. Okay. However, since he appealed his case to Caesar, uh, to, uh, to the emperor, I have decided to send him to Rome. But what shall I write the emperor? <laughs> because the emperor would have, I'm telling you, you sent a Roman citizen all the way from, the, um, from Jerusalem or from Caesarea, sent him all the way to, uh, he would have been in, in Rome, then in Italy, sent him all the way on that journey there without a formal charge. Uh -uh. Festus himself will be in trouble. Okay, so he said, but what shall I write the emperor? For there is no charge, no clear charge against him. So I have brought him before all of you, and especially you, King Agrippa, so that after we examine him, I might have something to write. For it makes no sense uh, to send a prisoner to the emperor without specifying the charges against him naturally okay i even became a, a prisoner you will explain you will explain to the emperor all right so let's read chapter 26 and then we'll finish that here today uh, so paul of course speaks before king agrippa since then agrippa said to paul you may speak in your defense so paul gesturing with his hand started his defense i am fortunate king agrippa uh, that you are the one hearing my defense today against all this accusation made by the Jewish leaders. Okay, so again, uh, maybe you want to learn one or two things here. 
in terms of presentation. He says Paul is gesturing with his hand and you see his opening statement in that, you know, he's, he has gotten the attention of King Agrippa, okay, by saying that he was fortunate, you know, to be standing and speaking to him especially. He says um, that you are the one hearing my defense today against all this accusation made by the Jewish leaders. He says, for I know, uh, I know you are an, an, an expert on all Jewish customs and controversies. Now, please listen to me patiently. In other words, aha, a guy will already be feeling, uh, Agrippa will already be feeling fine. I know that you are, uh, you are an, an, an expert. Yes, in all, in all this, in, in these kinds of matters and controversies. So, sir, just listen to me. Next, as the Jewish leaders are well aware, I was given a thorough Jewish training from my earliest childhood among my own people and in Jerusalem. If they will admit it, they know that I have been a member of the Pharisees, the strictest sect of our religion. Okay? So the Pharisees was a sect. <laughs> so the Pharisees and the Sadducees were all Jews. Okay? They just believed they were just different sects. Yes. It says the strictest sect of our religion. Now, I am on trial because of my hope in the fulfillment of God's promise made to our ancestors. In other words, what did Paul just first do? Okay, uh, Paul just put a, a big hole in that in their accusation. First of all, I belong to them. I was raised by them. You know, in fact, the strictest. In other words, I was one of the most disciplined. I was with them, uh, but now. Just because I believe the very things that they taught me and raised me with, they want to kill me. That, that was literally what Paul was saying. He says, um, says the fulfillment of God's promise made by, to our ancestors. In fact, that is why the 12 tribes of Israel zealously worship God night and day, and they share the same hope I have. Yet, your majesty, they accuse me for having this hope. So what was the whole purpose of the Old Testament if you would not believe in Jesus? That was what Paul was saying. The entire hope of the 12 tribes of Israel, the entire hope of the, of the, of the Old Testament and the law and the prophets was pointing to Jesus. I'm telling you guys that that Jesus, the Messiah that you are expecting has come and you want to kill me for it. That was what Paul was. That's, that's Paul, Paul's defense. He says, yet your majesty they accuse me for having this hope. Why does it seem incredible to any of you that God can raise the dead? <laughs> Many of them have witnessed Jesus raise the dead. Uh, Peter raised the dead. You know, Paul has raised the dead. He said, why does it seem incredible to any of you that God can raise the dead? I used to believe that I ought to do everything I could to oppose the very name of Jesus at the Nazarene. Okay, so I was like them once. In fact, I was one of those who used to oppose this religion. He says, indeed, I did just that in Jerusalem, authorized uh, by the leading priest. I caused, many believe, I caused many believers there to be sent to prison. And I cast my vote against them when they were condemned to death. In other words, <laughs> uh, this uh, guy, the case against me, um, 
it's a, it's all a ruse it's all a lie yes they know that this can't be a case of somebody trying to defile the temple or does not know our law i was properly trained with them and i've i was doing the same thing with them however i found out the truth that was what paul was saying when they were condemned to death 11 many times i had them punished in the synagogue to get them to curse jesus yes they would tell them they would tell the christians them to renounce jesus and when they said no some of them were burnt at the stake some of them were fed to lions yes since i was so violently opposed to them that i even chased them down in foreign cities since one day on such a mission to damascus harmed with the authority and commission of the leading priest about noon your majesty as i was on the road a light from heaven brighter than the sun shone down on me and my companions we all fell down and i heard a voice saying to me in aramaic saul saul why are you persecuting me it's it is useless for you to fight against my will Okay, it is useless to fight against the will of God. Jesus was the one telling Saul, Why are you fighting against my will? Who are you, Lord? I asked. And the Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. I say again, Paul was persecuting believers. Jesus said, You were persecuting me. Mm -hmm. You remember that parable of Jesus? I was hungry, you didn't give me food. People did not give food to normal people. Jesus said, ah, you, saw, you saw me hungry, you didn't give me food. Very important lesson. He says, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. So now get, get to your, now get to your feet. For I have appeared to you, to you to appoint you as my servant and witness. Tell people that you have seen me and tell them what I will show you in the future. And I will rescue you from both your own people and the Gentiles. Yes, I, I am sending you to the Gentiles to open their eyes so they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. So then they will receive forgiveness for their sins and be given a place among God's people who are set apart uh, by faith in me. And so, King Agrippa, I obeyed that vision from heaven. I preached first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and through all, throughout all Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that that all that all made that all must repent of their sins and turn to God, and prove they have changed by the good things they do. The things I am preaching about are not evil things. I'm not telling people to to rise up against the government and start fighting. No, I am telling them to fulfill in quote fulfill the laws of Moses. To fulfill the laws that the, the, the Jewish people are reading, the Messiah has come, accept him. He says I, that they should prove they have changed by the good things they do. Some Jews arrested me in the temple for preaching this, and they tried to kill me. But God has protected me right up to this moment, uh, to this present time, so I can testify to everyone from the least to the greatest. To the greatest. I teach nothing except what the prophets and Moses said would happen, that the Messiah would suffer and be the first to rise from the dead and in, and in this way announce God's light to Jews and Gentiles alike. Suddenly, Faustus shouted, Paul, hey, you are insane. Too much study has made you crazy. But, but 
remember it is first also and remember that paul is making making his defense to agrippa so i don't know which one consigns festus now festus was the one that shouted paul you are insane too much study has made you crazy but paul replied i am not insane most excellent festus what i am saying is the sober truth eh? And King Agrippa knows about these things. I speak boldly, for I am sure these events are all familiar to him, for they were not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do. <laughs> Agrippa interrupted him. Do you think you can persuade me to become a Christian so quickly? <laughs> Paul replied, whether quickly or not, I pray to God that both you and everyone here in this audience might become the same as I am, except for this change. Then the king, the governor, the niece, and all the others stood and, they, and left. They stood and left, okay, because they wanted to confer, they wanted to confer together, okay? So they stood and left. As they went out, they talked, they talked it over and agreed. This man hasn't done anything to deserve death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, he could have been set free if he hadn't appealed to Caesar. Okay, so remember that in Paul's calling, God specifically told him that he was going to stand before kings. Okay, so you could say that this was the beginning of it. You could say this was an opportunity to spread the gospel, you know, even to, to the leaders among the Gentiles. And of course, in going to Rome... Okay, it was an opportunity for the gospel to spread far and wide. Okay, so you could you could say that. All right, we stop here today. So what lessons what lessons do we want to take away from here? I look at Paul's defense and I am wowed. I'm telling you, I am wowed at at his expertise. At his you know uh, he was meticulous in his defense. Yes, he was ex an expert in his defense. There was nothing the Jew, the Jewish leaders can say anymore. You can see that they already decided this case, that this guy is not guilty. Let's allow him go. Okay, however, because he appealed to the, to the emperor, then let's send him to the emperor. Okay, so that's one. That's one lesson I, I think we ought to learn from, from chapter 25 and 26. Uh, however, what I want to speak on today is on the persecution of Christians. Yes, the persecution of Christians that Paul himself alluded to when he was trying to present his case that, look, I was like these people, eh? and I used to persecute Christians. I used to kill them everywhere. Yes, so let's talk about the persecution of Christians. The persecution of Christians is going on even today. Christians are killed for their faiths again and again. Christians are murdered in the north there are nations today where you can't even say you are a christian if you say you are a christian then you end up in prison okay so um in 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 jesus's days or okay of course after jesus uh in paul's days you know people were 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 put in prison paul himself said that look he 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 cost many of them to cost the name of jesus you know to 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 deny jesus and i'm telling you uh it was so bad many of the apostles were killed some were sown were were literally cut in two peter himself would be crucified in, and peter would demand would demand to be to be crucified 
upside down so that he would not that he didn't deserve to die the same way his, 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 his lord and savior died jesus died so he was crucified upside down there were some of them were boiled in hot oil yes hot oil was was poured on john for example but eventually he didn't he didn't die he would he would, he would go on <clears throat> he was exiled to the island of Patmos, where he eventually wrote the book of Revelation. Many of them died very terrible deaths. We already read about, about James, okay, uh, that Herod killed. And I'm telling you, you look at all of this and you want to remember that this is the call that God has given to us. We will face persecution. I don't know whether you are facing persecution. I don't know what I, whatever it is you are going through, in what part of the world where you are, whatever persecution you are facing, whether it is physical, whether it is an assault on your faith, whether it is psychological, you know, some of us are bombarded with everything we are seeing in the media, whatever persecution you are facing, remember that you are standing for the name of Jesus. So I charge you this morning, don't deny your faith. Don't deny Jesus. Stand for the Lord. Uh, declare again and again that you are a believer. And as you make up your mind to speak for the Lord, the Lord will give you strength. The Lord will give you courage in the mighty name of Jesus. As you stand for your faith, I pray for you this morning, you will not fail in the name of Jesus. Lord, strengthen us to speak for you. We give you all the praise, Lord, this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Enjoy your day.